following audio is from Deering Christian Church. Join us Sunday mornings at either 9 or 10.30 a.m. Maybe one thing that uh, we didn't talk about on that list were presents. Ever, anybody done with their present shopping? A couple of people are actually nodding their head yes. We have not purchased one item yet. And according to Amazon shipping uh, procedure, we could be in trouble. <laughs> presents. Presents. That has a whole, that has a, that 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 produces some feelings right there. Anyone any anyone young in the room and they're like, oh yeah, I like presents. Like I do. I like I like this time. You know. And grandparents are like, oh yeah, we like to see them come in. The, we like to see that look in those grandchildren's eyes in the living room. It's fun. It's exciting. Parents are like. Speaking of presents, this morning we're going to spend some time talking about presents and not in the package form, but in the I have your attention, you have my attention form, in the I'm fully with you, in the I'm 100% present with you right now. Luke 10, 38 through 42 They'll throw it up on the screen or you can turn there. Uh, now, as they went on their way, they entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came in and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You are worried and distracted by many things. There's no, there is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not, which will not be taken away from her. But Martha, or but Mary, sitting at the feet of Jesus, did you catch that? But Mary, sitting at the feet of Jesus. This is a side note. It really has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Did you know that traditionally and culturally, that was like, not right? A woman in the position of a disciple, sitting at the feet of a rabbi? Jesus seemed to be okay with it. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, Martha can't stand it. She can't stand it. She's observing what's taking place. (sighs) You're just going to just sit there like that. Martha can't stand it anymore. She waits for Mary to to get up and help. She's finally got to a point, convinced that Jesus at least should not tolerate this any longer and speaks up. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do this work? Jesus' response once again, Martha, Martha, You are worried and distracted by many things. Distracted by many things. I don't know if you need to hear that this morning, but I know that I need to hear that this morning. Distracted by many things. Is that a truth? 
that you need confronted about today? I just need to say, in a moment of just complete transparency here, okay, I am so Martha. I am so Martha. I gotta be honest about it. I'm a doer. I'm a server. I'm busy. I'm easily distracted. I got that thing. You know? Sometimes it's hard to set. I'm so Martha. Anyone find themselves in violation of just not being present sometimes? It's not being present. It was several months back. Jagger and I were in the living room together. Jagger's my daughter, if you don't know. Um, I don't know where the rest of the crew were at. I don't know if they were home or just in the other part of the house. Uh, And it really doesn't matter for the story. But I'm sitting on the couch, and Jagger's at the uh, little, you know, half ottoman whatever thing it is that's sitting in the middle of the living room floor, and she's playing, and and she's, she's talking to me. As she's talking, I am, uh, I'm dad listening? Okay. I'm, I'm dad listening. And my thought out responses to whatever she's talking about were something along the lines of this. Oh yeah? Really? Wow, sis. Jagger had set herself on the couch beside me, and after a few moments, uh, she reached up and moved my cellular device out of view of her face and said, are you even listening, Dad? I didn't know what she was talking about. And she said, I need you to listen with your eyes for a moment. (laughs) Cut to the heart. Roasted by my then seven-year-old, okay? Roasted. Completely out on Front Street at this point. I was present, but I was not present. You ever been there? Ever been there? Got a couple pictures. Want to throw up here? Um, present, but not present. Present, but not present. Present. Is that the Browns? <laughs> but not present. Present, but not present. Present, but not present. Present, but not present. You find a lot of pictures that demonstrate presence without presence. A lot of us see this. A lot of us are very well aware of this. We see it in our own homes. We see it in our own lives. We have, in fact, been on both the receiving and giving end of 
these situations. Present, but not present, seems to be a problem. Smartphones are obviously getting ready to get whopped here in just a minute, okay? So just prepare yourselves. Um, as I'm saying that, though, let me just uh, say this. The distractions that cause us to not be present are not, always, are not isolated to smartphones, okay? Not at all. Addictions, hobbies, selfishness, laziness, depression, anxiety, work and career, projects amongst many other things can all be things that have us distracted to a point that we're not practicing being present where we're at. All of them can. Statistics in my own experience way hard though right now as I look to my own life and the life of those around me and their interactions with the technology of smartphones. There's something to do with how that information is coming to our fingertips. Now, here's the thing. For, for obvious reasons, many of us need these technologies. I mean, how, how these, these are our primary receptors of things like news, things like being connected to our families, things like study and reading and listening. They have obvious benefits that have replaced other things in our homes and in our lives. It would be very difficult to separate ourselves completely from them and really know what's going on around us. Although I'd say that there's heavy debate right now on you know, how accurate information is really traveling down the pipe. You know? Let me just fact check this on social media here real quick, right? Here are some phone stats taken from the content marketeer. Smartphone usage. Over 3 billion smartphone users in the world right now. In the world. Uh, more than 5 million people own mobile phones. And over half of those, 5 billion people own, smart, own mobile de devices. And over half of those are smartphones. Uh, people spend an average of 3 hours and 15 minutes on their phone per day. That's a lot of time. In the back of the room when I was preparing before the first service, uh, my phone dinged. I looked, glanced at it, and it was giving me my weekly update. Like, who, whose phone was that this past week? Anybody else ever found themselves like, what in the world happened in my cellular device this past week? Who had this thing? Americans spend around 5.4 hours daily on their phones. That's what the evidence is showing. Americans spend around five and a half hours a day on their phones. Millennials, they spend about 5.7 hours a day on their phones, while boomers, if you don't know what that is, then you're a boomer, okay? <laughs> they spend just over five hours a day on their phone Note, there's not a large difference. All generations are interacting here. All generations are using these things very similarly. People check their phones roughly 58 times a day. 58 times a day. Now, studies will show that, that in testing, 
there is a percentage of people that check their phone many, many more times than that a day. But almost half of the people checked in this average number of 58 times, those looks and interactions took place during the workday. Are we distracted at work? Absolutely, okay. Those looks turn into minutes. Those minutes turn into five and a half hours a day, roughly. 70% of mobile sessions are shorter than two minutes. Millennials spend 48 minutes texting per day compared to the 30 minutes, compared to boomers at 30 minutes. Um, that's from Content Marketeer. You can find that information kind of all over. It's all pretty close to the same. Uh, Francis Chan says this about culture, technology, and what he sees going on, if you, if you care. Um, we are a culture that relies on technology over community and society in, in which uh, spoken and written words are cheap, easy to come by, and excessive. Our culture says anything goes. Fear of God is almost unheard of. We are slow to listen, quick to speak, and quick to become angry. Francis Chan. I think we can also, if we just look around, we'll see the same types of things taking place. Especially on those platforms. Um, the, way that we're, the way that these things are affecting our ability to be present in the moment is the problem, though. That's the problem to me. As I, as I see this, that's becoming the glaring issue. Even in my own life, presence, present in the moment with myself Spending some time with myself, listening to myself, getting to know myself, learning why I work the way I work. What are the patterns that you see? Why do you interact the way you interact? Why, why do you feel the way you feel? Others? I can't tell you how many times we walk up to the checkout line. I'm a guy that, like, I want to get through there fast, okay? Like, fast. I'm ready to not be in this line. Better yet, the others that are in my home or in my church or in the cubicle next to me. That we just stop and be present. Present. Or God. And in our home setting back there that we have set up, there's a chair. The chair's got a Bible sitting on the table beside it. What if just 15 minutes, just 15 minutes a day was carved out? This is, this is 15 minutes of just being in the presence of God. In Mary Martha's case, we see that even the living Christ visited their home, and by Martha it was unseen. Is God coming near at times, and we're too distracted to notice? Is God coming near at times, and we're too distracted to notice? Uh, Martha was distracted. Martha was distracted in a, in a pre-smartphone distracted age, okay? Um, 
she was distracted. She was, uh, but let me just clarify here, uh, in Martha's case, she she was not doing anything bad, okay? Uh, She was busy. She was doing. She was serving others, serving the Lord. Those are not bad things. She was distracted. She was distracted with the doing, though, and missing the better. She was missing the better. She was distracted with the doing, and she was missing the better. We see this in her attitude, right, in her statement. Don't you care that Mary has left me to do this work all by myself? For some reason, that me stuck out there. Me. Me. In the parable leading up to this in Luke, Luke 10, 25-37, Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. In that parable, uh, read it. In that, in that parable, there was one. There was one of three living in, in complete, in the moment, undistracted, paying attention to what was going on. There was one of the three that's walking in such a way that he, that he noticed to a point to do something about it and interact with the man who had been beaten and robbed and left on the side of the road. And it's followed by the story of Mary and Martha. The Good Samaritan was practicing being present. Mary was present. Uh, She recognized and she responded by listening. She, she was thankful that God was in her home. She was thankful to have Jesus sitting there. And her response was engaging, listening. Let's not miss it. Let's not miss the time with our kids. Let's not miss it. I don't, I don't, talk, to, I don't talk to an adult that has had children that have now grown to a point that they have left the home and said, you know what? Stay busy when they're young. You're not going to miss anything. I don't, I've never spoke to an adult that's had children that have grown and left the home ever tell me that. Let's not miss it. Let's not miss the time with our kids. Let's not miss the opportunity to serve one another. Right? Look at the early church. They served one another. But we get so busy and so head down and so distracted that we don't even see what's going on in the lives of those around us. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, let alone the world that doesn't know about him. Observing and enjoying God and his creation around us. Let's not miss it. I don't see Jesus. Jesus never seemed to be too distracted or too preoccupied and checked out when he was with others. And I look at his life and and how he did that, I see it telling me it's time to be present. It's time to be present. Whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm at, whoever I'm with, even myself. So here's the deal. Some of us, 
and if not you, some around us are not okay right now. They're finding themselves in a season and they're not all right. And I, and I want to say this. It's okay to, to not be all right. We need to uh, identify that. And we need to square up with that. And there's no... that If you're finding yourself there and you're just like, this is approaching, this season is approaching, and everything that's going on, and I'm just not all right. I'm just not all right. It's a tough season. It's a tough season for many. Maybe you're in a season and you're just wanting and inviting the distractions. Maybe you're in a season where you're just wanting and inviting the distractions. Many are inviting the distractions because there's so much depression behind them and so much anxiety and unknown ahead of them that they would rather just check out and be distracted. Psalm 46.10 tells us to be still and know that I am God. We begin to find the most joy when we live and choose to live in the moment that we have right now. Being fully present with our God, ourselves, and those around us. We will begin to, we will begin to find joy. Be present with ourselves. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about our, our thoughts, our convictions, learning who we are and how we work. There's lots of different ways that we can do that. But we shouldn't be scared to spend some time with ourselves, in our own head, in our own mind. Others. Just being present with others. Just being with those who our day and our Lord has brought us into contact with. Wherever that may be. At work, at Orchland's in the checkout line, in our own living rooms. We have, a, we have a, an opportunity for some of us that it's, we get our family together and this, this, this thing right in front of us. Let's choose to be present fully present, fully there with them. With God. Be present with God. His word and his spirit. And we're going to have to put away some distractions and carve out some time. And we're going to have to sit in the chair. some time into just setting in his presence we're all busy I know that's a word I use a lot busy here's an interesting thing studies are starting to show some information that's surfacing about this COVID slow time and, and something interesting happened this this COVID slow time came upon us and it, it kind of it slowed some stuff down for, for a lot of people, for most people in some way or another. 
But what they're starting to realize and they're, and they're starting to kind of figure out is that for a lot, for most, that slow time has just provided an, a way for, thing, for busyness to be replaced with other busyness. And people are finding themselves already at the full busy level again. We just traded one thing for another, really. We just swapped out busyness. I don't know if you're a multitasker, but I'm kind of a multitasker. And I know that some of us here are like, I'm not a multitasker. I need you to stop moving right now, okay? Because it's bothering me. For some, we can find ourselves working and hobbying and projecting and exercising and serving and still very much being present. And for others, we need more isolation. I'm not going to pick on either one. We've all been made a little differently. However, there's a difference between being busy and being distracted. Being busy and being distracted. And we have to notice that difference. We're not all wired the same. And how we connect with God and others is going to differ. Proverbs 22, 3. I've read this multiple times this week and looked at my life and laughed, even out loud. It says, the, a prudent person sees trouble coming and ducks. But the simple walk blind and are clobbered. <laughs> oh, man. As I just thought about myself <laughs> and how many times my head was just down and the best thing that I knew how to what to say was I didn't see that coming <laughs> are you prudent enough to look up and look out and look around prudent, they, they look, they see what's happening, and they take the necessary adjustment to avoid trouble. Parents, please listen to me. When it comes to our children, we have a responsibility on our shoulders of discipleship. And there probably will or very well could be trouble if you don't look up and make adjustments. Anyone married we have got to be attentive to our marriages and our spouses. There are adjustments that we need to make. There are adjustments that maybe our family needs to make. And if we're not looking 
and we're not practicing being present. The only thing left to say is, I didn't see that coming. With heads down and distracted, what is really going on? What's really going on? This morning we're getting ready to move into a time where we take communion. So if you didn't grab one of the cups back there, uh, somebody will be back there and they'll, they'll bring one to you if you just raise your hand up. Um, there's a trash can uh, by the sound booth by the door on the way out if you wouldn't mind throwing that away. We practice an open communion. If this is where you're at this morning, if you're in a place of seriousness, uh, we want to invite you to participate in this time. This is a time for uh, baptized believers um, to reflect and give thanks for the cross, for what was accomplished on the cross. The elements represent the blood of Christ and the broken body of Christ. This morning, as we move to this time, let's think forward as we prepare both our hearts, our minds, and our homes for this season, this season, as we, as we fully celebrate and lean into the truth that God sent his son to our home so that we may be with him in his home someday. Let's give thanks for the hope of that. Let's pause to be in his presence. Let's repent where repentance needs to take place.